This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there, brought to you by the Top 1660. It's back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day, 1.30. Hanson, Scotty G, announced another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as he counts down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 1660, presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon, only here on the Zone Sports Network. We're live at Bullfrog Spas in Harriman, 70, 17 West, 118 South. It's their job fair. They are hiring and if you're looking for a new gig, come on out. Got a little lunch for you as well. Uh, on-site interviews and, uh, yeah, great benefits, great wages, a variety of different roles available. Uh, find out if uh, the, it's a good fit for you. 7017 West, 118th South in Harriman. Gordon, uh, coming up here momentarily, we're going to talk a little USC football with Adam uh, Grossbard. He covers uh, USC for the OC Register. We'll find out if he's as high on Keaton Slovis as you always are. <laughs> I was just a little ahead of the curve, that's all. <laughs> you were ahead of the curve. Yeah. Because you wrote after his first game that he was going to be <laughs> I didn't a say Heisman it. Trophy winner. I did winner. not say that. I, and you show me where I said that. It was implied. It was not implied. Was if, implied. if you can find where I said that and it's in writing... Uh, then I will, uh, I'll buy you lunch. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll jump right on that. Well, you won't find Probably it. Probably not. No. Uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. <clears throat> he covers USC for the Orange County Register. He's Adam Grossbard with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hey, doing good. How about you guys? We are doing uh, terrifically well. Of course, college football is uh, right around the corner. And Gordon and I were just talking to kind of handicap in the South. And with uh, Utah, Arizona State, and USC, should be quite the race this year, I think. Yeah, it really should be. I mean, every team, you know, has the talent. Every team has the question marks. So it's just going to be interesting to see how it shakes out once week one starts. So we were talking earlier about Keaton Slovis, uh, and other than the fact that the Trojans have themselves a quality quarterback, although Jake is still resisting that for some reason. Why don't you like Keaton Slovis? Oh, I like him fine. You need to know the backstory on this, Adam. After Keaton Slovis' first start, Gordon wrote a column in the Salt Lake Tribune just basically uh, saying he was the best quarterback in college football. I, I did not, I did so not I like say that. So I like to tease Gordon over jumping the gun. That's all. Uh, okay. All right. I, I, I did praise him. However, I did not do all the other stuff that Jacob was talking about. But, uh, okay, will you address how a quality quarterback he is? And then tell us some of the other strengths that you're expecting from the Trojan. Well, I mean, he's definitely grown a lot since he's been here. He's just very um, – seems a lot more sure of himself than he did the last couple of years. In terms of, you know, now he's a junior, 
uh, he feels very comfortable going up to his receivers and talking about, hey, this is what I like on this route, things like that. Um, it's going to be a different year for him, though. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown's gone. Tyler Bonds is gone. Um, so really the only returning contributor at receiver this year for USC is Drake London. And Drake London, the way he's playing right now, he's just making everything look so effortless at camp. He is just screaming high first-round pick at this point, the way that he's playing. Um, but that said, there are some question marks there uh, around him. That's a lot of new faces at receiver, so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of shakes up and who you know kind of rises to the occasion, especially after you know Brew McCoy was suspended for uh, following an arrest. So it, curious about how you feel the air raid in Graham Harrell's offense is, is a good fit there at USC. I actually asked that question to Keaton Slovis at Pac-12 Media Day, and he obviously loves it. But is it a good fit for the team as a whole? Uh, I think it is, just based off the fact that they are still kind of struggling to find a rushing identity. So the fact that they have, you know, very savvy receivers, if not guys who are totally... Uh, veterans in this system. They're just very savvy and kind of know, oh, this is the way this corner is breaking, so this is the way I should break on this route. You know, it allows the receivers to use their IQ, which makes a lot of sense for the guys that they have on the roster. Um, It's going to be interesting, though, this year because there are just a lot of questions along the offensive line this season. Um, There's no apparent first-round pick like they've had at the tackles the last couple of years. And so how, you know, does Keaton have enough time in the pocket to be able to make those, you know, long reads and let those deep plays develop? Or is he going to have to learn how to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker this year, which I think might be the case. You got to understand that Jake thinks that the SC should go back to the days of student body left and student body right, right, Jake? I think that uh, they can recruit the best running backs in the country and have done so for nearly a century. So why would you go away from running the ball? Uh, maybe if you're not recruiting the best offensive linemen to block for those running backs, I think is the current answer. So I don't know if that's, you know. That's a, more of an excuse than a rationale. As you can tell, Adam, Gordon and I have a lot of disagreements about the Trojans for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely a divisive team, I think, entering this. I, I don't think anyone fully knows what we're going to get. And it's kind of, you know, it's, you know, it felt very weird for me putting them at number 17 in my AP poll because I was like, is this really a top 20 team? But... Are there really, you know, enough teams to bump them out of the poll? I, I couldn't quite get there. So it's going to be a weird it, team to watch this year for sure. Is Clay Helton uh, still a sort of a lightning, right? kind of a divisive figure? He seems like a really nice guy. I don't know him. I don't cover him on the reg. But it seems like USC is one of those premium programs that you feel like they could get whoever they wanted, and uh, they sort of have a plumber. In the at the head coach's position, right? <laughs> I, I think you have the right read on him in terms of he is like a genuinely nice person. I also don't think that there's anything he can do to win back the USC fan base short of a national title. <laughs> and even then, I think there would be some USC fans who like couldn't fully enjoy it because then that would mean that you know Clay would be sticking around longer. Um, so it's definitely a peculiar 
coaching situation for this uh, program. Is he part of the problem with SC and its uh, in its attempts to return to glory? I, it's hard to say. I don't know that. I don't think he is the best X's and O's coach. I think that for a while he was put at a disadvantage just based off of, you know, USC was not built the way you would think that a blue blood would be built. They were really far behind in terms of recruiting staff, in terms of, you know, those kind of additional staffers like strength and conditioning and nutrition and sports psychology and all those things were really far behind. And that's something that the new administration has tried to build up. And you're definitely seeing that pay dividends uh, in recent years in terms of recruiting and some of their player development has been really a lot stronger than I think a lot of people expected out of the um, 2020 signing class. 2020? Yeah. I always get my signing classes mixed up based off of which year they actually sign. But um, the, the 2020 class was like really looked down upon, but all of a sudden you've got two offensive linemen from that class as redshirt freshmen look poised to be the starting tackles this year, Cortland Ford and Jonah Monheim. Then you got Tui Tui Pelotu has just become an absolute monster on the defensive line. It looks like, you know, he could play all three positions along the line this year. So there's definitely some good things happening, but I mean, is that going to like really translate to the type of success USC wants, which is, you know, Rose Bowl appearances and playoff appearances? Uh, I'm skeptical. Um, there's just so many holes along this team as well. So I, I don't know if we're going to see Clay Helton be the guy who's going to bring USC back to that, those glory days. You mentioned uh, that the contenders for the South Division each have their holes, which I'm sure is, uh, you know, Gordon and I have talked about Utah's at great length. But uh, what, what are USC's holes, you think? Uh, the depth on the defense is concerning. Um, I'm not really sure that they have a second corner, like second starting quality cornerback, let alone a third if somebody gets hurt behind uh, Chris Steele, or God forbid Chris Steele gets hurt, then they're really in trouble at corner. Um, They're probably one and a half, maybe two deep on the defensive line right now. So if you have some guys get hurt, then you're really depending on some young and unproven guys. Um, and like I mentioned before, I haven't seen a lot to show that the USC run game is going to return to the glory days this year. They got some good guys on the transfer portal and Keontae Ingram from Texas and Darwin Barlow from TCU, who've had really good camps, although they've both been hampered by some injuries the last week. Um, but I just don't, we haven't really seen the offensive line create a lot of space for those guys to operate. Um, and the the pass block has been really, really troubling watching it this year. Every time the defense blitzes, you know, they send five guys or six guys, and there's just absolutely no way that the offensive line has been able to compensate for that. So I think that they are very vulnerable there, and that could cause some real issues for them in the season. We've been talking about the South a lot, obviously, with Utah in it. And uh, we think Utah, Arizona State, SC, just because it's SC, should be fighting for the division. Uh, Sounds like you have your reservations about that. But 
what's the deal with Utah playing at the Coliseum? Because that should be a really big game. And the Utes, they haven't won in L.A. for over a century now. I mean, and I've covered a number of those games, not for the whole century, but I've been down there a lot. And the, and the Utes, as tough as they are, as, as well as they play with their defense and all that, they just have not been able to conquer the Trojans in the Coliseum. I don't know. That's a real – it doesn't make a ton of sense. But, I mean, you know, last year was the year that USC broke the streak of those guys not being able to win on the road against each other. So maybe there's a change coming, but it is kind of peculiar because it's not – you know, USC has a very, you know, historic home field advantage, but it's not like it's been like a – you know, an SEC or a Big Ten type road environment for teams the last few years. I mean, Oregon just absolutely embarrassed USC in the Coliseum two years ago, and not to mention the Pac-12 title game with no fans there last year. Um, so it's kind of odd that Utah, especially as good as they've been the last few years, haven't been able to do it. You'd think they'd be happy to get into some warmer weather later in the season. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, you know. 2021, anything's possible, right? This is the last thing for me, Adam, and I'm, this is kind of a curious thing. Uh, how is Mike Bone doing on the job as athletic director? I, I, I watched the Netflix documentary on the admissions scandal thing, and uh, it, it brings if, if anything that that did, it made them go outside the family for an athletic director, which they hadn't done in a while. How's he doing navigating those unique waters down there at USC? Well, it was a peculiar year, right? Like, because he got there November 2019, and, you know, five months later, all of a sudden he is locked down and not able to go out and do the things that you'd think a new athletic director would want to do, like shaking hands with alumni and getting to know everyone within his athletic department on a really personal, in-person basis. Um, but that being said, they've really increased the support staff around campus. Uh, when they've had to go out and make some coaching hires, they've gone and made some splashes, like getting Lindsey Gottlieb from the Cleveland Cavaliers to come in and coach the women's basketball team um, after her success at Cal. So they've been able to go and do, you know, some of the things. I think that in the minds of many USC fans, like he's never going to be a good athletic director until he changes the head football coach, whether that's fair or not. Um, but I think that they have this new administration has definitely made a lot of changes and they've, you know, yesterday we spoke to uh, Bone and his chief of staff, Brandon Sosna, and they were talking about how they're trying to replicate, you know, what the other Blue Bloods are doing, which is making their departments kind of like a professional sports franchise in terms of, you know, there's someone for every single job and there's probably multiple people for every single job. So they're trying to build up that infrastructure. And in that area, I think they've been pretty successful. One last thing for me, Adam, it's this. We've seen what happened with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Is there any scenario under which USC would say, hey, we're not happy with what the Pac-12 has been doing, uh, falling behind some of the other power conferences? Uh, We're the straw that stirs this drink. We're out of here. I mean, I think that is like a doomsday scenario for both USC and the Pac-12. I think that's like absolute worst case scenario. But Bone, 
you know, definitely made waves last year when he said, you know, USC, you know, it's not out of the question. Like they could explore their options. They could think about going independent. Um, he has not made any sort of comments nearly as inflammatory since then. Uh, I think that he and USC have been very impressed by George Klyovkov. Like they've been very impressed with the new commissioner and the fact that he came to USC first of his campus tours to check everything out. And they were very impressed with, you know, it wasn't just like perfunctory, shake hands, take pictures, whatever. It came with like really thought out questions about, you know, what do you think about the possible possibility of an expanded playoff? What do you think about, you know, the possibility of adding games to the schedule if you are in an expanded playoff? Is that beneficial? Does that hurt the program, hurt the student athletes? Like it was very thoughtful, and I think that they've been very impressed with the start of his term as commissioner. Well, Adam, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. That's uh, our friend Adam Grosbard, uh, covers USC for the Orange County Register. I just keep thinking about what Norm Chow told me once about USC. He said USC gets what USC wants. The Pac-12 better keep that in mind because that would be uh, uh, an unhappy day if the Trojans ever got to uh, that point. However, they haven't been that great, you know. I mean, no, they have not. And and if they get what they want, maybe they should get some better players on defense because it sounds like (laughs) they're a little thin. It sounds like that might be the issue with this particular team. Mm -hmm. So they better score a zillion points with that air raid offense because it sounds like they're going to need to. But even if they do continue on with the air raid, you still got to be able to run the football. And uh, Adam seemed less than convinced that they would be really effective in that way. Do you really need to with the air raid? Because Leach runs it like five times a game. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I, I would think so, but that's just me. You do love that offense. I, 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 Jake, I like a more balanced attack than that. But I do like utilizing enlightened football. You know, put the ball in the air. Because as, uh, as Nick Saban has declared, you have to be able to have explosive plays to win in college football now. I say this you every disagree. time you bring that up. It's, that's really easy for Nick Saban to say. As I said, every time you say that, he said it in a coaching clinic to a bunch of people who weren't coaching in Alabama. So? What difference does that make? They don't have that advantage, and he knew they didn't have that advantage, and yet he said it was necessary for them as head coaches to do it anyway. Because he's trying to tell them how smart he is. Oh, is that he the reason? He could run the, the wing tee, and they'd win hey, every game. I like game. the wing tee, man. I, yeah, Fighting Blue Hens used to run the wing tee. They were win- winning plenty of football games before Nick Saban ever said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but but he but. he's learned that that you have to be able to do that. He used to stress defense, and he said, "The heck with that." So what uh, what bad season forced him to come to that conclusion? Oh, uh, probably one of those years where they didn't win the national championship. <laughs> one and, of those where and, they only won eleven games instead of. Uh, 12. Uh, it's the Utah loss still stings him, I'm sure. <laughs> they got thumped in that game. It's a long time ago there, Gordon. Well, uh, he still remembers. 
So that's the loss. I, I just exit. can't believe that you're living in, uh, you know, in the leather helmet days, the goldfish swallowing days, the wave the pennant days. Come on, Jake, get with the get, with the, get up to date. Yeah, hey, Jake, Nick Saban remembers losing to the youth just like Keaton Slovis remembers losing to the Cougars. True. After Gordon's famous, I, I, I just I just don't know what you guys' deal is against Keaton Slovis. <laughs> Run, running the football still works. At, at, at no point did I ever say he was going to win the Heisman. You exaggerate everything, <laughs> but you're you're so one sided when it comes to your approach to offensive football. It depends on where you're You think at. the U should do nothing but run the ball? You think SC should do nothing but run the ball? It's true. That's just not true anymore. It is true. It's, it's not still true. true. It's not true. How good has USC been since they've gone to this offense? Well, I mean, yeah, but there's a whole lot of other factors involved, too. Namely, mm. really nice guy Clay Helton as its head coach. How many conference championships Leach won? Jake, I'm, I, I'm not saying that it needs to be the air raid. I'm saying that you have to be able to throw the football more than five times a game. But this is that—that's the modern offense everybody talks about, Gordon. That's—that's uh, not archaic handing the ball off. And man, has it had uh, the moderate to no success. Well, I'm done talking about this. <laughs> You're impossible. All right, we're here at Bullfrog Spas. I need a spa now. I need to go find a spa. I know. Jake, you're you're wearing me out. A spa helps you when you're wrong. 7017 West. It feels even better when you're right. 118 South. They are hiring. I know because I have one. And I'm usually right when I'm talking to him. Marshall is jumping on with us uh, once again. (laughs) And uh, Marshall, you guys make a great product. We've been talking about it for years. Gordon, uh, uh, as he alluded to, has one. And it's no surprise that uh, they're very popular and very high demand. And uh, you need folks to help. Get them out there into the world. We do. That high demand has helped us probably double in size in just the last couple of years. So not only are we hiring today, but, uh, you know, there's going to be growth opportunities in the future as we continue to grow because this demand on spas is not going away. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, you guys do have advancement opportunities and folks can come in here and apply for a number of different roles, actually. But there's a bunch of opportunity as you guys grow to, to use valuable people. Absolutely. We have added a second shift and here in a few weeks, we're going to be adding a third shift. So we've seen plenty of advancement opportunities, even just in the last year and a half. And you guys do all the training, right? Uh, or, uh, you don't necessarily have to have, I mean, experience is always nice, but uh, experience in this sort of thing. Yeah, I'm going to guess there's not a lot, of, a lot of people in the Valley that have experience building hot tubs. So <laughs> we do train them here on the spot. Uh, no, no experience required. If you're familiar with hot tubs, that's great. If you're familiar with manufacturing, that's great. But we do have an awesome training facility here on the site. We can simulate about 75% of what we do on our assembly line in that area. So you're able to learn low pressure before going out and uh, getting to work with the rest of the team. Jake, the way he describes it, uh, maybe you and I should apply. Should we get get in here and see what we can do? (laughs) It sounds like fun. 
I don't know what expertise would you bring to the manufacturing. Dexterity. Oh, okay. All right. Is, is that it? You were quick with that answer. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> he's he's been thinking about it all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <Well>. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Week off every month. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. Uh, but the you know the week off every month is great. We've talked a lot about that. But the benefits overall really really good. Yeah, we've done uh, what we can to provide great benefits to our employees. Uh, we want to take care of them as best as we can. So health, dental. A 401k match, uh, tuition reimbursement. Those are some of the things. You know, we do a monthly lunch. We provide lunch to our employees. If they have to do overtime, we, we provide lunch to them. You guys saw that when you showed up today. We had some folks working this afternoon that don't typically work, and we provide lunch to them. Marshall, what drew you in to want to work here? Oh, I wanted a hot tub, first of all. Um, <laughs> no, but I had some friends that worked here. They'd been here a couple of years, and so I knew a little bit about the culture and the direction of the company. And, you know, we had probably, when I, sh- when I started, I've been here about three and a half years. I believe we had a little over 300 total employees, and we're pushing 700 wow. today. Awesome. So, Sounds like you want another 700. Uh, you know what? Probably uh, we at least want probably close to another 200. So there's plenty of opportunity. And we, we foresee growth. You know, we're, we continue that growth trajectory. So there will be opportunities. All right. 7017 West, 118 South here in Harriman, just west of Harriman High School. You can go to bullfrogspas.com slash hiring fair as well. Marshall, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's your Cougars at 30 update. Here's Chaz Ayu. He was asked if the defense is benefiting from practicing against different uh, quarterbacks. Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, you, you want to get reps against every type of skill set. Um especially as a DB where I can go from covering a running back to a tight end to a slot back to a wide out uh, wide receiver. And so I think it's good to have that diversity at quarterback as well, where you're working against dual threats or um, quick decision, throwing the ball type of quarterbacks. And so I think these two quarterbacks are giving us a look at everything that we could possibly uh, go against this season. This update brought to you by Bullfrog Spas. That's where we are currently. They're having a job fair, uh, hiring for a range of assembly and other positions. Uh, goes on tonight until 7, tomorrow from 11 to 2, on-the-spot interviews and a tour of the facility right here in Harriman. For more information, go to bullfrogspas.com. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Bullfrog Spas. Job fair going on now until 7 o'clock tomorrow from 11 to 2. 7017 West, 118 South out here in Harriman. Gordon, you met, you brought this up on the list, but that was much earlier in the show. So I thought we'd revisit it here in the 5 o'clock hour. The news today that the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 are going to form an alliance in some sort of way. Should be announced soon, they say. And uh, nobody knows exactly uh, necessarily what that will look like. I I thought this tweet from Dennis Dodd uh, was pretty interesting. 
Uh, he says the coming Big Ten ACC Pac-12 alliance has been termed a, quote, non-aggression pact, unquote, against the <laughs> SEC after the Big 12 was destabilized uh, by the Texas-Oklahoma departure. Um, you asked uh, Adam in the last segment, he covers USC, if uh, the Trojans would ever get to the point that they would uh, cut bait with the Pac-12 and uh, join a different league. What, what did he say? That would be the the, the, the last doom, the doomsday. doomsday scenario. Uh, for the the Trojans, but if if you look at it through that lens, what Dennis Dodd was was tweeting out uh, about there, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's what it's going to be. People are wondering if the leagues are going to merge, or TV rights are going to merge, or even a scheduling agreement. I'm not so sure that's coming. I think this might just be, hey, we got to stick together to make sure that we've got a voting block where our, our interests are represented and it's not just the SEC running the show. Okay, so how do they accomplish that, Jake? But by simply having more universities than the SEC. So you're talking about literally in votes? I'm talking about votes. Where issues come down the pipe and uh, they've got to uh, look out for their own best interests because they don't want the SEC, for instance dominating right. the situation with the college football playoff. And I bet we see that change a little bit before it's uh, approved and everything What direction happens. do you think it'll head in? Oh, I think we, you might see automatic births come back into play. Situation where, I don't know if you guaranteed multiple teams, but they're going to figure out a way that the, the SEC doesn't necessarily get the the whole shebang bang You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be unfortunate. <laughs> Looking at it from the other conference's point of view, uh, if you have the uh, fourth place team from the SEC, then uh, and certain teams are getting left out from the other leagues, they're not going to like that. Oh man, I think they're worried about the fifth and sixth and seventh place teams. And in really, the SEC. why are they worried about this? Money. Well, I mean, money. Uh, you could also say access. I mean. You don't want to be bullied out by an entire, uh, you know, an entirely different league. But one thing I was thinking about that may be also important with this from a Pac-12 perspective is if the Big Ten is on board, you're also kind of playing defense against the Big Ten, right? You're, yeah, because you're, now they're on your team. Right. However, we've seen turncoats before. Oh, man, it could ease. I mean, the irony of them using a non-aggression pack is not lost <laughs> on me <laughs> because there was a pretty famous non-aggression pact in history that was just uh, uh, wadded up and thrown into the garbage can yeah, one that day. really didn't. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Chamberlain waving it around to the uh, to the audience uh, uh, didn't really hold much water. Uh, I was it? thinking of the one on the eastern side. Which one's that? Uh, Germany, Russia signed a non-aggression pact. Yeah, yeah, that, I know, uh, but Chamberlain was the one who was in the middle of it saying, anyway, at least I, that's the way I remember it. Uh, but uh, anyway, you try to get the Big Ten to agree, you know, hey, we're on the same team here. That means no poaching, which point being could be wadded up and thrown into the garbage can at any moment. But you would hope it at least would establish a, a rapport and communication to try and uh, uh, prevent that from happening. Now I'm thinking about that. I'm trying to think, was Neville Chamberlain involved? in? Was that? No, you're no. right. He was not. No. You got me. Sorry, buddy. 
me being the student of history, man, I've really got to wait. I wasn't. It's, it's like it's like one time when I beat this uh, friend of mine in arm wrestling. Uh, he had to regroup and get his mind back together. <laughs> I I got to regroup. You got to give me a second here. I got to get myself. Wait, back. I can't. Uh, first of all, that reference was funny. But second of all, I can't tell you if you're calling me dumb or not. No, I'm not. Because it, it, it kind of feels. No, like no, that that's, that, that's not what I meant. That, I that, meant that I was the one who made the mistake, <laughs> and I feel bad about that because I have studied that stuff out and i had a momentary lapse uh, good catch on your part. you're thinking peace in our time and all that stuff i know exactly what you're thinking of, anyway, but that was not what i was thinking right of. okay well the point is that uh yeah that, i don't blame these leagues for doing this at all the sec is is becoming the 800 pound gorilla and they've got to do something to balance this out and it would help if they had better teams if the other leagues had better teams yes Look well, at the champion. Well, of course, the ACC is Clemson. And so they have a team. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but but uh, the, the SEC has dominated and uh, and they're probably going to go on dominating. I, how I much? Don't. But how much of that has to do with. I mean, I think there are a lot of reasons it's been dominant. But let me ask you this. How much does that have to do with the passion for the sport? In the geographical area, because I think that does have a lot to do. How with does it. that translate into money? How does that translate into success on the field? Are the more athletes down there playing the game and more athletes down there available to the SEC schools? Because the SEC schools are also taking talent from California. Right. Clemson well, it, is. It's, it's about juice, Gordon. It's about interest. Uh, PK, PK talks about this all the time, and I was kind of slow to come around to it, and maybe I still am a little bit, but I, I think he has a point. That, that young people want to go play where it matters. You know, Tennessee has sucked for years, but they still put 100,000 people in the stands every, every week. So is that what they're looking and, for, a full stadium? Uh, I mean, want to be supported. They don't want to, you know— what difference, Are you really, what difference does a money mean to a high school recruit who wants to go play for I get it. Who's, who's want, talking about money? I'm talking about juice. I'm talking about attention. Are you really a celebrity football player when you're playing in front of 10 people at the University of Cal <laughs> or when you're running out of the tunnel at Florida in the swamp in front of 90,000 yeah, that are going nuts? Yeah, but but the, the point of the, the, the conversation is the juice surrounding the universities is the support. That's what that's what I think not only student athletes want to be a part of, but media companies. And, you know, there's a reason that ESPN bullied CBS out of the picture Hmm. for the SEC, because they want not only those eyeballs, but that that support, that branding to to be associated with it. And I think it hurts the Pac-12 that nobody cares. I do think that okay, that, hurt, about that the, hurts the league. You're talking about the Pac-12, but what about what about the Big Ten? They care about football there. Exactly. And who's in a lot better shape right now, the Big Ten <laughs> or the Pac-12? Yeah, but the Big Ten is concerned as well. I don't know how concerned the Big Ten is. I'm actually a well, little bit. You think, you think the, the ACC and the, and the uh, Pac-12 are just trying to piggyback on a Big Ten? A little bit. I'm a little surprised the Big Ten. Well, we'll see what shape it takes because we don't know. But I'm a little surprised they're on board because huh. they're not really in a position of weakness. Maybe they're feeling like they need to keep up with the Joneses, but I don't know if this really accomplishes that for them. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and you see. You know what, what does what it is looks like. raiding the California schools. That's what's going to keep up with the joneses but yeah. well yeah i i as far as the financials go the big 10's in terrific shape they're in as good a shape as the sec they are 
We're pretty close anyway. But, uh, yeah. but as far as competition goes and success on the field, yeah, you have Ohio State. And uh, after that, Michigan's sort of been down. I, it's a good league, though. It's not. I mean, I don't know if it's a better league than, say, the Pac-12, but it's got a lot more juice than the Pac-12 does. Yes, that's absolutely true. And man. you know what? If the Big Ten had half a brain, they would have uh, figured out a way to get Notre Dame in the league like 30 years ago. But they have these, the, the ego and hurt feelings and all this stuff. I mean, if they ever <laughs> brought the, the Notre Dame into the league, like, should happen then that would be another way that they could keep up with the SEC. But there's, I think, too much water under that bridge. Whichever conference gets Notre Dame gets the big plum. That's, that's Except the for one. They've pretty much sucked for a while, they, too. They are the, as far as football goes, that is the marquee still. To this day, it's the marquee program. And they don't make, as much as I love the ACC, they don't make sense in the ACC. You're right. They're, the Big Ten is where, I agree 10. with you 100%. That's where they belong. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of egos involved in uh, any kind of cooperation there. Right. So we'll see what this agreement turns out to be and really what the next steps are. I, I think that uh, some you, sort of uh, alliance is good for the Pac-12. That you, is a good thing. Do you think, okay, so uh, it'd be good for Utah. Do you think it's a threat to BYU, uh, BYU's ability to schedule P5 teams? I mean, maybe if there's some sort of scheduling agreement, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's coming. A lot of people have speculated that that and, would be a And part maybe of it. I'm wrong. I'm not I mean I don't know. I'm not putting my uh, my I'm not uh, putting my foot down here. I'm not sure, but I, I would be surprised. If that were to happen, that would put such a cramp on what BYU tries to do. Yeah, I but mean, do these these leagues want to schedule less competitive non-conference games, not more? Uh that depends, Jake. I, oh, I, don't I, give me your machismo. Play the best teams, blah, blah, blah. Not, I'm not talking just about that, strategically. Not they but, don't want to yeah, schedule uh, better. But, but they do want to schedule teams that will project them forward into that college football playoff. That's already not an issue now. And if they expand the college football playoff, it'll be even more not an issue uh, in the future. Uh, I, I, I don't agree with you on that one. I think it is an issue. And I think that committee that – picks who gets in and who doesn't uh it's going to be just as competitive when there's more teams involved in the invites and then people are going to be looking back well who'd you play well they're, this is who we play take them by the record like they always do uh, it's gonna I, be with a record in the league going undefeated is way more important than who you beat uh Fact. it's always okay. been that oh, way. okay but that's only within a certain parameter uh, and, and if you're battling against other second-place teams in other conferences, that committee is going to be looking at, the, at who you beat, not just whether you won. And if you take an L, you're out. Well, that's so if you high don't risk, take high an, reward, if you baby. That's life. An, if you don't take an L, then you're in the conversation. Wait, look at no further than the SEC. Who's been scheduling teams into the playoff this whole time? Yeah, but they have to play against one another, and so that's their excuse. That, listen, if, if the Pac-12 has an undefeated team, they're in. They could have played three Big Sky teams, and they're in. Yeah, but like I said, when it's, when it, if you do lose, you're going to lose some games. 
So you you better bolster that. And you can only lose B. one. <laughs> no, or you're out. No, yes. no. If no, once the playoff expand, it gets expanded, then you're going to be able to absorb then you're a loss be in or two. anyway. It's no, all about it's all about your record. Jake, if you're second place in the Pac-12 and you have two losses, you can still get in. If you kicked around other people, if, if, if SC schedules Michigan and, uh, and uh, uh, Ohio State and they have some victory, they have a victory there, uh, that, that's going to save them. That's going to help erase the loss. If they if they drop one against Washington State or against some other so team, so let me ask you this: Why aren't teams scheduling that way then? They will be. I why aren't they now? They, they because will it doesn't be. matter. They, they will be. They, they, well, that's the whole reason they want to make this this scheduling pact. They don't want to make the scheduling pact. We haven't seen that. Uh, there's a why lot didn't the, the Pac-12 the, and the Big lot, Ten scheduling pact continue? They want to do that. Why didn't it continue then? The Pac-12 and the Big Ten had a scheduling pact. Why did it continue? It's not just because of one reason that something doesn't work. Okay. They didn't want to play each other. That's why it didn't continue. <laughs> Stay tuned. More next for Bullfrog Spas, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's right. It's your Utes at 50 update. Uh, Freddie Whittingham was asked if this is the deepest tight end group he's had under his tutelage. Uh, yes, it is for sure. You know, we've got uh, a couple three-year starters back in Cole Fotheringham, Brant Keithy. We added Dalton Kincaid last season as a transfer. Very talented guy. Thomas Yasmin's back healthy. Um, and it goes on and on. So, yes, definitely the deepest room I've had since I've been here in six years, I think, as tight end coach. This update brought to you by Bullfrog Spas. Their job fair is going on now. They're hiring for a range of assembly and other positions. Come for uh, uh, the, to the fair. Open till 7 today or from 11 to 2 tomorrow. On-the-spot interviews and a tour of the facility here in Harriman. For more info, go to bullfrogspas.com. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. It's time for 20 Seconds Baseball, brought to you by our friends at Peach uh, uh, window and door for more than 25 years peach window and door has been providing superior quality windows doors and customer service to the wasatch front call them today 801-566-1255 for all of your window and door needs of course austin horton our resident baseball fan has 20 seconds of baseball go ahead austin and now it's time for 20 seconds of baseball with the big shows Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Brewers have a new part owner as Giannis Antetokounmpo purchased a percentage of the ball club today. Trevor Bauer's sexual assault accuser was denied a permanent restraining order by a California judge yesterday. Major League Baseball is parting ways with longtime partner Topps trading cards after signing a new deal with Fanatics. And the Bees are currently tied nothing nothing in game one of a doubleheader on 1280 The Zone. All right, there you go. How about that? Giannis buying into the Brewers. I thought that was a pretty cool story. There you go, yeah. I like it. 
Connection to the community. Certainly a uh, connection to the community. I, I think it, maybe it was an under-talked-about story that Giannis decided to stay in Milwaukee. I realize that was last year, but um, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, right? I mean, oh, a, yeah. a, a bona fide superstar. I mean, MVP, top two, three, four players in the league by most opinion in a non-glamorous market, uh, the, a, a team that, you know, I mean, had certainly has plenty of history, but not recent history. You know, he stays and uh, re-ups and obviously was rewarded for it this past season. But uh, I, I thought that I think that's really cool. I'm glad that decision paid off for him. He's gotten a lot of uh, he's gotten a lot of fans from the way he comports himself in general. But that was cool. And it went noticed by a lot of people. And I think uh, folks uh appreciate the fact that he appreciates the team that gave him his star. He just seems like a really well-adjusted dude. Yeah, I'll agree, 100%. Somebody that that came from humble beginnings, which certainly does not make him unique in the athletic world, but you can tell that um, that he certainly learned some lessons from it, and it's part of... I guess him being well adjusted. Yeah. I mean, look, LeBron has shown that you can gain 50 million followers on Twitter and you can get rich and you can be uh, you can have a lot of uh, uh, what privileges in life by moving around and looking for your best situation. But for Giannis to do what he did in Milwaukee, I I think there's a lot of. sort of Joe and Jill six packs out there who uh, appreciate that and respect that and who like him all the more for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, hey, I'll throw myself in that camp. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. We're here at Bullfrog Spas. We should grab uh, Marshall. Come on over, Marshall. Uh, it's their job fair. It continues on. Goes till seven o'clock tonight. Tomorrow from 11 to 2. 70, 17 West, 118 South out here in Harriman. And Marshall is joining us once again. And, uh, Marshall, we're, uh, we're looking for some folks out there that uh, want to come be part of the team. We absolutely are. Uh, if you are looking for a job or maybe thinking about switching jobs, we have a lot of options for you uh, in a beautiful brand-new facility. Uh, you can say that again. Absolutely gorgeous facility, and uh, it's amazing because uh, you guys are growing like crazy. You mentioned you, what, uh, doubled in the past couple of years and need to, to keep up with demand for your unbelievable product. Yeah, we thought we would grow into this building, and we're already trying to find some creative ways to, to stay here. That's it's, amazing. It's, it's really incredible, and we've been here a year and a half. That, that is incredible that you're, you're growing so much and you've got to have the, you know, the employee power to keep up with that. And thus, you're, you're pulling out all the stops. You guys are doing great benefits and really making this a nice opportunity for folks. Yeah, we, we've talked about a lot of those benefits. Uh, one of them, I guess we could talk about again. We have an on-site uh, gym or fitness room uh, right here on site that you can use anytime. Uh, on top of that, I, I love it that you guys are doing tuition reimbursement. If you're a, you're a student out there listening, that, uh, that could be a big deal. Absolutely. 75% tuition reimbursement. Uh, We've talked a lot about trying to take care of our team members. Uh, Our mission is to create peaceful lives. And a couple of the cool things we do is, you know, we haven't talked about this at all, how we give back to the community. This year we've partnered with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and we've actually delivered um, nine hot tubs this year through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is really cool. That is cool. When we do that, we, we send a card with that particular hot tub through the assembly line. Uh, has a little bit of information on the Make-A-Wish Kid, and everyone's able to sign that card. And 
apparently we have some some closet artists back there because we had one little girl that was uh she likes princesses and atvs so that card came back with a giant drawing of a, a disney princess driving a, a side-by-side that's how cool is that hey, jake awesome. likes those too right both of those yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's most definitely. so we've had a, we've had people come in today for the job fair but they can come in tomorrow right and a lot of people on saturday might have a little extra time to come out and uh, when is that from 11 to 2 11 to 2 tomorrow yep we'll, we'll be here on site we'll provide lunch and drinks come on down all right, uh, come back down and see us. 7017 West, 118 South here in Harriman. That's 7017 West, 118 just west of Harriman High School. Absolutely. Very easy to get to. We appreciate you, Marshall. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the folks here at Bullfrog Spas wrapping up the job fair today. They will uh, open things back up for the job fair tomorrow from 11 to 2. So if you didn't have an opportunity to get out here today, uh, still have an opportunity tomorrow, 7017 West, 118th South. The good folks here at Bullfrog Spas. Gordon, uh, you're off to do exciting things this weekend? Uh, useful things, uh, trying to help out a family member with something. and uh, Gassing uh, up the Gulf Stream? Uh, <laughs> no, we'll not be doing that. Uh, the Gulf Stream is actually under repair right now. So. Oh, you're having some work done on the Gulf Stream? <laughs> How about you, Jake? Uh, I'm I'm leaving. I'm I going know. on vacation. Gone for uh, gone for a week. I'll be back a week from Monday. Uh, do you want to tell us where where anything about where you're going? Or you want going to, to the that? beach, man? Going to the beach. Excited about it. Not excited for tomorrow and the travel day, but although now I'm I'm curious, Gordon, is the Gulf Stream really under repair, or did you know Jake was about to ask to borrow it to go on this vacation? Oh, I wish I could. Awesome. We weren't Gulf supposed Street. to bring that up. Oh, sorry, man. That would make my life tomorrow so much easier. <laughs> sorry, it's under repair. Can they, uh, it's I need... not as expensive as you might think, really. To uh, <laughs> private to private jets, private jet travel, <laughs> not as not as pricey as you might think. Not as pricey, especially when you're going to face what you're going to face tomorrow oh, with yeah. two little ones on the. On it's the not. I'm honestly, I'm not worried about the four year old. Not in the slightest. She's going to be great. Uh, we'll Famous just, last know, words. Throw a movie on for and she should be fine. It's it's the it's the baby that I'm concerned about. I don't I do not want to be the parent with the crying baby on the plane. I just don't. I'm just I, not uh, looking forward to it. I don't want to do it. I took two little ones once uh, from uh, California to the East Coast. And that was one of the worst days of my life. I believe it. They were quite young and they were they were fussy and then both of them <laughs> threw up Ugh. on the plane. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't well, want that. So yeah, yeah travel keep, day. Keep, keep tomorrow. your fingers crossed. I hope uh, everything works out for you. Uh, but Gordon, uh, thanks for holding down the fort while I'm away to you and Austin uh, both. Enjoy your week next week. And when I get back we're going to be talking. We're going to be in game week, right? Yeah, we so. will be. Uh, so, Jake, have a wonderful, wonderful vacation. We hope you have a safe, fun, memorable time. Uh, that's that's the idea. And watch out for hurricanes. Jeez, oh, yeah. There's one going right up the east coast right now. <laughs> Girl. Although we should miss that one, but it will probably make for some rough waters at the beach. Now. <laughs> See, now I can't drop my. I hope it rains the whole time because then that's just not okay now. 
get the surfboard out, you know, catch some tasty waves, get a righteous buzz. Yeah. One, I'm not a surfer. Two, um, even Neither if I were Gordon. a surfer, there's some, you know, this thing called getting swept out to sea. That just does not <laughs> sound like a, <laughs> this does not sound like a real good thing for me. No, that probably wouldn't be much fun, no. especially with the riptide back there. Yeah, it's just not a good idea. Uh, but, Gordon, I, I'll catch you in a week, buddy. All right, man. Have fun. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280. This is out.